0: This is your friendly neighborhood Goblin King with 665.66 UHMR Chemrat Radio. Coming to you tonight from Mama Kaz's Noodle House. Her new Liz Gizzard Egg Ramen is out of this hive. Under hive.
1: Oh, no, hey. I don't know how to try it yet. <laughs> well, your bowl's up, coming you up. up. You got a strong stomach? No. <laughs> you got a strong no. anus? That's the proper question. It's going in. It's out. just, a, comes it's out coming just out. as hot as it goes in. That's the way you like it. You see how <laughs>
0: fast Liz gizzards fly?
1: I didn't even know. How fast it flies out either. your ass and you
0: gotta <laughs> <laughs> Rolling right off my co-host's filthy jokes. A scum pipe rupture on sub-level 98 has flooded the Oran smelt plants and refineries, with the toxic gas proving to be extra explosive this time. So plan your after shift routes accordingly. Sounds like my after dinner route. As mentioned, I am joined today by my explosive co-host, Beast. Hey, everyone. My main man, Marky. What it is, bitches. And Kevin, back from his undercover assignment with the Imperial Navy. How'd that go? Uh, That was pretty terrible.
1: They tried to press gang me. I didn't want to go push fuel into a reactor. So Mm -hmm. I dove down a sewage shaft, held my breath for what should have been, you know, not long enough. Was there any probing? No, I got out of there before that happened. You know, There's we no I was wondering what that We, we was. sent him
0: on an undercover assignment to get press ganged, and he ran away from being press ganged. You know, it you is say
2: a terrible, pre- I terrible. I think experience.
0: you have fulfilled the entire <laughs> point of this segment.
2: <laughs> you well, press ganged? I don't know what that means. That
0: sounds like
1: butt stuff. No. <laughs> well, sometimes. So press ganged you're asking. And, you know, when you're in the in the tavern in the bar. And yeah. the enforcers show up and they yeah. put all those collars on everybody. Yeah. They don't ask any questions. It's just everybody doesn't matter. Yeah. And then you never see those people again. Yeah. And they don't give you a safe
0: word. Yeah. yeah, there's
1: no safe word. Yeah. Those people then are taken, put on Imperial Navy ships, and basically used as manual labor to refuel reactors and load guns. Yeah, when the except that they don't really give a shit about them. So they're fed the paste of their own so, dead. So if I put this
2: in the search bar Pornhub, nothing's gonna come up. No.
0: Why do you think that's any better than living in the underhive? I got you guys. That's true. You do have us. We are one There's, big happy there family. Is, there is no radio in the Navy. I have
1: nothing but hate in my heart. <laughs> I thought you loved us. That's on the next episode. I had my heart twice that's replaced. On the- <laughs> I had my heart twice
0: replaced <laughs> already. <laughs> so we started this podcast out of the love for the hobby. There we go. We're bringing up love again already. We started and, the podcast we, Salamanders? out of the love for the hobby of Warhammer 40k and a shared passion into the lore and storytelling opportunities that the setting offers. As we get deeper into these subjects, one of our main goals has always been to explore how to write lore and stories in the 40k universe and how to pass on our opportunities and our learning experiences to our growing community. As a group that has some background in creative writing and storytelling, we wanted to take a look at what lore and storytelling are, how they work together before we actually go through the process of applying it to Warhammer 40K or to writing lore for your army. And we have a treat coming up for you as we work through some of this stuff with Mark on his orcs.
2: Sounds like homework. I don't want to do it. I'm
3: excited. I like storytelling.
1: Yeah. Well, especially yeah. like with this, the blending of your own stuff and official lore is always is always a good thing. To Do I
3: have about. to read?
1: No, I'm in
2: <laughs>
1: because YouTube will you just explain all up. of the important stuff you just, that you need to
0: you or or the like, podcast will continue to explore. Yes. The lore that you need to continue. Yes. Oh, yeah. But if you need it now, there's a lot of resources on (laughs) YouTube. It's already been explained (laughs) Way to plug the podcast, (laughs) Kevin. (laughs) So when you look at building a story, there's a lot of different elements. You know, we talk about uh, creative writers. We'll talk about rising action. Uh, I'm sorry. We'll talk about the beginning, the call to action, the rising action, the climax, the descending action and the resolution. These are all kind of elements that go into, you know, like C spot run. Run spot, run spot, ran spot, ran, Uh, you know, at its basic levels, a story can be as simple as the hero's tale, which is very well known or as complex as a multi series book run uh, the type of stuff that the Black Library publishes. Lore comes up a lot. In relation to storytelling, because lore can be used to establish your background rules for a given setting. It helps to define and fill in all the details of the world, populating myths, people's systems and all the other things that are needed to make the setting feel like it existed before the characters were introduced into it, as well as being a foundation for how the setting can continue without those characters being directly involved. Games like Dungeons and Dragons, Magic the Gathering, Dark Souls, and Warhammer 40K are known to have very deep and very expansive lores.
2: So this podcast will pretty much kind of cater to any type of lore or background writing, right?
0: Yeah, This is an idea as to why lore is important in storytelling. Gotcha. History exists outside of the characters in those game settings. And the rules that continue to govern the world are going to continue to exist regardless of the character's involvement. In a game like Dungeons and Dragons, there's a bunch of history. There's a bunch of things that happen in the world. You're going to make your like bard. You're going to make your rogue. You're going to make your ranger whatever. That character is going to have an impact because that's the story that character is involved in. But the nation, the state. All that other crap is going to continue to work. The weather is going to continue to do what the weather does because the settings got this background. Right. Gotcha. In a game like Magic the Gathering, you know, all the cards have flavor and they've got lore and they've got little bits and bobs that and build mentions. out a huge yeah. world and you're just playing two sorcerers battling each other in this huge world. With games like Dark Souls and Warhammer 40K, whether it's a video game version or it's the game version that we play, there's all sorts of lore that's just kind of left sitting around that you can explore as much or as little as you want. In fact, in any of these games, even in Dungeons and Dragons, you can engage with the lore of your world as much or as little as you care. And that's kind of what defines or sets lore a little bit apart. In some cases, as we mentioned, character involvement may not even impact the way that this world works and it may not even modify the lore at all video games like doom and dead space utilize this style of lore to flesh out the world around the player while the ultimate action is focused on player mechanics and how those player mechanics form a story rather than actually establishing an overarching story in those cases in both those games doom and dead space the story is essentially good versus evil there's not really a lot more to that The lore comes through in those personal logs, scientific documents, items, monster descriptions, all the other little tiny details that are just honestly background noise. I I love finding
1: all the like little voice recordings, the the little tiddly bits, the PDAs, whatever they are in all those games. I actually, I go and I collect them and I listen to them all. Is
0: Doom Slayer really a good guy though? Yeah. Do you know that he's canonically could be Pope? Who? He could canonically be Pope. Oh. Pope. the Pope, like the pope. big pointy white hat. Is, is this is this Mark learned Demon, something new? Hour. Demon
2: Slayer hour? is the Demon Slayer, well, oh, Doom hold, hold, Slayer. Doom Slayer. Sorry, not Demon Slayer.
0: Could be canonically the Pope. He's the Pope. He could canonically be Pope.
3: You're using a word that he doesn't understand.
0: Pope or canonically? Canonically, canonically. <laughs> he
1: understands the first part. <laughs> canons, because canons go DACA. Yes. Okay. So
0: so so he's like he's from DACA from the Doom Canon DACA Pope. <laughs> Doom Guy is seen as Catholic. He is seen as vanquishing demons in the Catholic might, and like an I just exorcist. I thought he was would. a fucking badass that and demons. And he's celibate. So he needs all of the, because in canon, he is celibate. I thought I said, he had a lady,
1: or nope. was that uh, Dark Souls where he had a lady? That might have
0: been Doom they, Guy. Might, uh, n- not, not Doom oh, Slayer. Oh, right.
1: Yeah. Because Doom Guy and Doom Slayer are different. I, yes. always, I always mix that part up. I don't think of Duke Nukem. Anyway, yeah, Duke Newcomb was not celibate. (laughs) celibate. He is
0: not celibate, nor would he ever want to be. (laughs) But as as Kevin was mentioning, a lot of times all of that stuff just instills a belief in us as gamers that this is a functioning world that we're moving through.
3: You know, I think I think probably in my head, the way that you're explaining it, what we're trying to express about lore, imagine theater, like you're going to, to the theater to watch a play. Well, the actors and actresses, or I guess the thespians, as you would, they're the storytelling. The area upon which that they perform their stage with their backgrounds that they build and things like that—that that would be the lore. And then they act out
0: the story in the lore. Yeah, vi- yeah, that's a good visual, way. Visual, visual cues, definitely play a big part of lore the setting the setting well, was, just, yeah, well that's just, what i you mean know okay. there's a door here. you know the theater a yeah the
3: theater itself is the sitting itself. there watching them where they're performing you're looking at the thespians as they're performing telling the story yeah. but everything around them the that they build you know in each one of these scenes that could be considered the lore because that's what gives you a place that's what gives, gives you a time yep. it gives you context it gives you a setting
1: it, it gives a pl- like a way for them to interact with things other exactly. than exactly Exactly, and having two people on a stage interacting is all well. You can tell a
3: story, but but when you give them that lore, context that 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 theater that they've built, that stage that they've built, that then gives you even more detail and more context into the the story and
1: believability. Yeah, because you're not like, well, this doesn't make sense because there's so much missing from this story.
0: Yeah, yeah. The devil is really in the details, and and often writers and teams like actors will work on all of these little things in independent parts, which may not actually impact the story. Right. They just inform the world. Right. To give you context into what some of these details might be, we could talk about really quickly. We could talk about myths and we could talk about specific weapons. Nothing really jumps to my head more as a lore weapon. BFG. Than the chain sword from warhammer 40k bfg is definitely bfg is a doom is a doom one yeah oh
1: yeah we're talking 40k yeah
0: yeah. i'd say 40 40k like a like a staple piece of lore is the chainsword not only is it just a fucking weapon of terror but (laughs) it's specifically designed to tear apart powered armor and it informs so much of what warhammer 40k is about if you think about it like like a power weapon like a, like a lightsaber, right, would make way more fucking sense than a chainsaw.
1: It just cuts through everything cuz it's, awesome. it's not as menacing. But it don't go whir whir and it don't go clunk clunk
0: cluck it's and it about, don't sh- sh- blood it doesn't everywhere. shower the nearby yeah. It's one, about sending a message. Yeah, it's, it's about, about yeah. sending it's a message. It's making a point. <laughs> yes.
2: When a demon sees his demon friend, his little his little brother being torn apart by a chainsaw and he's got he's got brother flakes on his face. It's sending a
0: message. <laughs> it's that first moment in Gears of War where you, where you get, get close enough to chainsaw one of the, the other dude in to half. Chainsaw like, him in half. And it's Damn, about, this is yeah.
1: brutal.
2: You don't need to teabag him because you already you cut him you, in half. <laughs> you
3: already fucked Which him. Which is really interesting because when you think of Warhammer, yeah, we you know, to be a, Warhammer, a Warhammer, right? Warhammer. Right. <laughs> yeah. There's
1: for being called Warhammer, there's a distinct lack of hammers. There's a lot of power mauls.
3: No, this, this, no, this. The thunder hammer is a well, thing. Oh,
1: heavy thunder. Mainly, mainly, it's on the front of the, the book. Yeah, in the in the sense that, since I play, uh, I did a little bit, you know, fantasy dabbling. Not in the tabletop, but on, in the PC, I played a lot of PC fantasy stuff. But Galmaraz is the is the fantasy equivalent of uh, Gilliman's big flaming sword, but it's a hammer.
3: All right, yeah, and Sig- that is oh. and passed hammer.
1: down. And oh. it's it's the emperor's yeah. hammer, it's or Sigmar's hammer, and it's passed down to the next reigning crowned emperor. Oh,
3: yeah, and see, like that's what I find funny about Warhammer is that it's a even though it being called instead. Warhammer, their their warhammers are a thing, but chain swords are the and the emperor's weapon. sword are like the the thing. Yeah.
0: You know, yeah, I I I, I would be hard sword. pressed to accept a non-chain weapon as an icon of warhammer 40k
1: yeah oh it's definitely bolter and chainsword like just the combination of the The, two of them
0: and the other the other big kind of lore staple that i think kind of goes along with warhammer 40k is the imperial creed this idea that there is you know especially in the imperium which is most people's introduction there's a state-run religion and you fucking follow it or you die yeah so uh to to go back a little bit to our Doom example, uh, with that 2016 release, or oh. uh, the 2016 re-release, the game designers actually did a lot of work on the hows and whys of the cult that grew up around Argon Energy. And that actually helps inform a lot of the background lore and a lot of the background story. And I think this is something that, you know, 40K does too. A lot of the... The paranoia around the Imperial Creed, a lot of uh, the beliefs kind of inform how that lore exists and why it exists in 40K.
1: Yeah, I remember uh, like going around in Doom being like, man, like, why are these people on Mars? Why is Mars a demon planet? Like all this other like because all all you know, like you get there and then you're like, oh, shit, this place is fucked up and there's demons now. But like. And then as you explore around, you're like, oh, okay, they were doing this on the planet, and then it turned into this, and then there's all this other
0: stuff going on. You guys all played it, right? Like, everybody played the new Doom. I told you, I got to the point where I saw
3: myself in the mirror, and I shut it off.
0: Nothing. I think that's Doom 3. Oh, the yeah, tree. Doom Three—that's yeah. the one I played. So the, I never the, played the game, one after that. You I, never played Doom. I didn't play 2016. The one. No, no. So in Doom Two Thousand oh, Sixteen,
1: is that the the newest newest one? No. No, no the Doom newest Eternal.
0: newest one is Doom Eternal. Oh, Doom Eternal is a sequel to Doom Two Thousand Sixteen.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah, I've played the newest Eternal one for a little okay. while. I was terrible at it. I couldn't hit anything.
0: One of the one of the things. So you've played it. Yeah. One of the things that I think is pretty cool is like, like you know, uh, you know when you go to like a big corporate building. And you just pass by somebody and they're like, Omicron was founded in nineteen twenty nine to make the oh, transistor yeah. blah 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 yeah. for the Huda Huda. And then they just go into like why the company was founded and what bullshit oh, they make. Right. In in dude, two thousand sixteen. Yeah, lot. Dead Space does it too. Yeah. you walk by and like a computer turns on, a hologram <laughs> shows up. <laughs> and then it just goes and rants about. Welcome the to UAC Facility One One Nine. There's blood, legs, and arms like, everywhere. And it's such a normal like you're on a fucking tour of the building, but there's a half-eaten dude laying next Resident to you. Resident Evil does that. Like, yeah, the factory like Evil, has all yeah. like
1: the automated messages going on and like things. like Yeah or the, the lab.
0: So depending on how you want to build out these little personal details, how you want to build out your little personal lore, you can pick different elements. You know, we've given a bunch of examples that exist from different properties already, but to dive into how this can be applied to Warhammer 40K, I thought I would go over how I dealt with the lore and explanation of planets that exist in the three major systems of the Skaldmar worlds which is my personal chunk of 40k lore Fuck this. so the Skaldmar worlds have three different systems in it the main system the capital system is the castica system the castica, castica system is a standard terran style system with seven planets orbiting a g-type star the inner two planets Ka and set are inhospitable to human life but both are potential sites for future mechanicus operations The third and fourth planets, Castica and Eridon, sit firmly in the habitable region, both having slightly wider orbits and following into the colder region of the so-called Goldilocks zone. The gas giant Eden's Eye is the fifth planet, with the twin planets of CX35-02, a mineral ore-rich forge world, and CX-25-03, a solid ice ball, existing farther out. Castica itself, its type is civilized world. It's the capital planet of the Skaldmer worlds. Its population is 4 billion Imperial citizens. Castica is about 5% larger than Terra, featuring three major oceans and 20 smaller seas. These separate four major continents with thousands of islands ranging in the size from roughly 2,500 kilometers to only a few kilometers across. These islands have formed a long-chained archipelagos or into atolls, which cluster around long-dormant supervolcanoes. The planet's climate is slightly colder than average, with temperatures around the equator rarely getting above 26 Celsius, 80 Fahrenheit. Average temperatures in the temperate zone range between 7 and 19 Celsius, 42 to 62 Fahrenheit, with temperatures dropping to 0 and below Celsius, 32 Fahrenheit, as you move towards the poles, much quicker than on most other standard imperial worlds. Temperatures at the poles never climb above negative 34 Celsius, negative 30 Fahrenheit, even in the summer months and can drop into the negative 50 to negative 75 Celsius range, negative 58 to negative 103 Fahrenheit during the winter. The area closest to the equator is dominated by scrublands with scatterings of small deserts which blend into subtropical forests, mostly dominated by evergreen style trees. The temperate regions are mostly grasslands and plains, which blend into extremely dense and massive redwoods and evergreen forests, which dominate the majority of the land masses, only giving way into permafrost tundras and finally the mostly ice-bound poles. Humans have settled the majority of the planet with so much coastline, roughly 98% of the entire population lives within a day's march of a sea or ocean castica boasts a contemporary level of technology and society with several pleasure resorts given year-round to winter sports and recreation enjoyed by the imperium's elite the planet's capital is the mega city of rythmir which also serves as the skaldmards world's subsector capital although he is mostly only heard of in rumor and never seen the Estrades, born Hester Mir, the Skaven Eater, acts as the planetary and system governor and sits at the head of the Forge Council. There are no hive cities on the planet, with only the city of Grethenmin and Hesport coming close to Reithmir's size. Xenos ruins have been found deep in the redwoods in several different places. Xenobiologists theorize that the long extinct branch of the crute population may have once inhabited the planet. Skaven warrens and ruins used to cluster around the poles, but these have long been abandoned and most are collapsed. Castica is also known for his extremely oversized and dire fauna, most notably the Castica bear, Castica wolves, and Castica boars, although several other examples do exist. Big game hunting is a very common pastime of the noble houses and visiting imperials, and trophies of Castica species are common among the subsectors elite. There is no Skaven population left on Castica, having been eradicated during the earliest years of Lothgrimar's crusade of compliance. The Crute clan, known as the Prescience, have long become a legend, and it is assumed by imperial, biologists that, uh, by imperial xenobiologists that they have long become extinct, at least on the planet. The few Crute that are encountered are feral and often keep to themselves deep within the forests, posing no real threat to the Imperium. Unknown to the Imperium, the Kroot do still have a population on the planet and the Shapers of the Prescient still pull from the planet's original flora and fauna. So that's a a little sneak peek. There are several other planets in that system alone that all have their own backgrounds that work in more Skaven and orc stuff. That is way,
2: way more in depth than I was like when I was thinking like uh, my orc lore. I was like, yeah, they're on a on a red planet.
0: It's made of dirt. So this actually... <laughs> well, it could be as deep as you want it to be. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, and oddly enough, uh, not that this is my current trajectory at all, but I was... You guys all know, at one point, I was considering restarting my Imperial Guard. Right, right. So my Imperial Guard regiment is the Sons of Lothgramar. Lothgramar is a space marine who died heroically in a battle. The Sons of Lothgramar were named in his honor. And I wanted to work in the idea that this entire regiment lived by the rules that are a lot more Viking. And I specifically went with the Viking from, as portrayed in the shows, in the show, Vikings. Right. So not actual Viking. History, <laughs> yeah, not Viking.
1: But So not farming. And yeah.
0: But and the, but the <laughs> Viking that we see in, like, popular culture. Okay. So that's Trainer. why... That's why Huskar. Castica, yeah. That's why Castica is a very cold planet. That's why it's a lot of islands. It's a lot of, you know, there's not a lot of landmass. That's why all of the names have all of these like kind of clues Viking towards Viking yeah. nods. Um The War Criers, which is my space marine chapter. Uh the, Lothgramar was the chapter commander of also kind of have some Viking themes to him. Ah. Um, so I kind of worked all of this. This all came out of like, how do I explain this? How do I explain that? Or like I came up with a cool one-liner. Like I wanted, I wanted my tech priest to have a name that heralded back to some of the battles of compliance, which is why he's born Hester Mier, the Skaven eater. Mm-hmm. So when they did the battles of compliance, they fought a race known as the Skaven. I also had to work Skaven into 40 K because me, Um, But as you guys do know, the major project that did come out of this is my rat mech. So my rat mech controls several planets in the system, as well as some other uh, space anomalies and some other stuff. And and this is just a teaser. I shared one planet in one system to give you guys an idea of how deep you can go. Right. Yeah. yeah, With the type of lore that you describe. That, that you come up with from your army. Yeah, and I know. And in uh, this case, I don't actually talk about any of the armies. I drop a couple of names. Yeah. And this I is all theme, stuff. right? This is all like scene. The, this, this is, all is background. like, yeah, this exactly. is like an area where we could have crusade games. Right. It's built out.
2: Right. Which we've talked about in the past. In fact, we should probably episode uh, 96 will be uh, our, probably a deep dive on the crusade that we're planning on throwing.
3: Right. The hexos crusade or the yeah. Knights crusade. Hexos. Oh, all of yeah.
2: them, man. I, no, yeah,
0: I mean, honestly, all of them. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, uh, you know, Tom dug into it a little bit earlier, and I think we're going to come back to it and talk about it a little bit more. Lore isn't needed to tell a story, but great stories often have deep and well-developed lore. It's easier to track the progress of a character or hero or characters and heroes if there's a well-defined set of rules that you can use to ground that in some sort of understanding. It's hard to contextualize the semi-mystical powers of Star Wars without background hints of what the Force is.
1: Yeah, just, if nobody had ever explained Jedi and you just watched Star Wars, you'd be like, "Why are
0: these space wizards doing flips?
1: Just, right? Right? Why? How come they can block lasers and nobody else can seem to hit anything?
3: Yeah, why like, doesn't everybody get a lightsaber? Yeah."
1: yeah. What is it? What is they, it, they it just give
3: medichlor- them away? Metaclorians? Is that
2: what it is? We're not yeah. going
0: to talk about that. God damn
1: it, uh, I, dude!
0: I don't <laughs> even know how I remembered that. so, so that word. So you know the thing that he but uses thing, they, to like scan for Meteclorians? What it was,
1: and then they, you know, and then you knew, and then you just understood. From then on, you're like, all right, it's got a name and it does a thing, cool. So <laughs> that
0: little like gizmo that that Qui Gon uses to scan his blood his for Meteclorians, yeah. it's a fucking uh, Gillette Herway Venus like candle that they spray painted black. Yeah, They really? just needed something and they're like spray paint that we'll use it. They yep. used the lady's yeah. razor. Yeah.
1: Right. A lot of that in movies. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I've All the seen time. some really
0: weird stuff be used as
1: props.
2: Yeah. They, they spray painted a womanizer and just turned it on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so in telling stories, you don't need the massive amount of lore that I just dropped to function, but often more compelling stories draw on either existing lore or history to function Um, we can understand and follow the context of Inglorious Bastards, for example, because we all understand the real world history of the events that frame that story. He says we all loosely, by the way. You understand that the Nazis were bad. We all loosely. Well, I mean, (laughs) so so Mark,
1: you know about Nazis. (laughs) Nazis, yeah. Yeah. And you know about killing Nazis. Nazis. Yeah, That's all you need to know. Fair enough. Yeah. Killing I mean, Nazis. Like, sleep <laughs> That's the story. But you know, that World War,
0: you know that World <laughs> <laughs> War II happened. You know that the Nazis lost. You know that the United States started specializing in specific types of troops during that time. Yeah. He didn't know that part. You were not only taught it in high school, but you were taught it. Never mind. I was going to say <laughs> they didn't even beat this into you. Yes. In but they but, totally but did. In, in general. In they general. They didn't fucking like
1: hammer the name Iwo Jima
0: into your skull. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <But> <laughs> You're in, like, yeah, but I didn't pay <laughs> attention Even even if you didn't know though even if you didn't have your experience, i don't know if it's about there is a know. wealth of world war ii movies yes. that establish the lore the right. history of what world war ii was
2: yeah it's more of just uh i was definitely taught and learned all this stuff it's just didn't a matter learned. of
3: remembering
0: <laughs> yeah remembering only so
2: much only so much remembering goes. you can on.
3: imagine mark's brain is like a bucket yes right normally when you fill buckets it's with full. water it gets full Mark has like eighteen holes at the bottom. Yeah. So whatever you pour in there just immediately pours the, out yeah, of it. There's a bunch of little hive rats. Just yeah. Shooting so, on the bottom so think of all the yeah, time. Yeah. So so
2: the way it works is think of a big bucket, right? Now think of a bunch of little buckets within that big bucket. Now as you pour that water in, only some of those buckets are catching water, and it's there's like holes a, at the bottom. A
3: honeycomb of buckets. Exactly. So yeah, only some of it, so
2: some of it through, is retained, yeah. and it can only right, fill so right. much. That is that is how my anyways brain works.
0: Mark's brain and memory is like the warp. Yes, <laughs> it <laughs> cannot be explained. Many things go <laughs> in, not a chunks lot comes of out. Yeah. Large chunks <laughs> of it just vanish, <laughs> and the
2: shit that does come out is not that it's great. Not great. You need great. It's Geller. all
0: melded together. Yeah,
3: the things that come out is just a space. He's all the, like, need, wait, Hitler fought for the,
2: for the Chinese during a rebellion, yeah, right? It's, like,
1: <laughs> it's just a lot of war. Fucking, Anyway, So, up. like, like we were saying, we've got like Inglorious Bastards uses a baseline of history, yeah, with this fictional idea. The, you know, they, yeah, because I mean, like, because that makes a better story, you know, you use spo- the background. Spoiler alert, they kill Nazis. Hitler
3: didn't get killed by the inglorious bastards
1: in real life,
0: what? right? Just throwing that out there. Spoiler alert, he didn't get
1: like burnt down in a movie theater, yeah. If you yeah. yeah, 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 yeah.
0: also, second spoiler alert, Aldo Reigns wasn't a real person. What <laughs> am I blowing your mind right now? Oh, don't worry about him, 100
1: Nazi scouts. <laughs> <scalps. laughs> What's up?
2: Tell
3: me Fury's real. Uh, there was a guy named War Daddy, but that was about it. Yeah, Lord. <laughs> Tell me Overlord's real.
0: Um, <laughs> Overlord's totally so like real. Movie. That oh, movie dude, is dude. dude, come I on, man. Nazis were 100% what was it? It's vampires, right? Uh, zombies. Overlord, zombies, zombies? yeah, one hundred percent experimenting with zombies. Oh, yes. I, think, I need to rewatch I think you're that
1: Overlord was so for a, bad. a more realistic. Oh, but it's bloody one. shit, man. Would, you'd have to go with something more. When you like, say Saving
3: Private Ryan? punch you in the throat. Oh
1: fuck no! All There's right. a reason I didn't no, put Saving Private Ryan in the notes. You got to <laughs> go with like The Longest Day or uh, A Bridge Too Far. Bridge Too Far. Yep, that's yeah. the one. Like yep. those oh, ones all that the- are based off real events. And Although, try not to
3: portray realistic.
1: I mean, they Hollywooded up a little bit, but they yeah. it's based off a real battle yeah. also. So they didn't even make up the fight like the fight went a certain way. So they have the landmarks and all that. But direction.
0: that's not necessarily telling the story in a Loric universe that we all understand. Right. However, saving private Ryan is saving private Ryan is a fictional story that exists within a lore that we all understand. Right. We all understand that world war II happened. We all understand that in general soldiers band together into companies of brothers. And we all understand the idea that moms want their sons back because right. That's what moms want. Right. So you can follow the progression of saving private Ryan based on all of those facts regardless of whether or not the facts of the story are true. Right. Um, however, to, to kind of get back to where, you know, get back on topic and off World War II for a second, good stories don't always need to be attached to the lore of a specific universe. A massive example I love using is Captain America and the Winter Soldier. It relies heavily on the lore of the MCU to fit into the continuity of of the movies of the mcu but if you were to strip out most of the superhero tie-ins and just focus on super soldiers weird science and all the other shit it's a fucking fantastic spy movie on its own oh yeah, yeah absolutely mm-hmm. winter could, soldier on its own is just a if, good spy movie if
1: none of the other movies existed in that universe and ha- like you know hadn't been played it has with its the own ideas, legs to stand it, on yeah it yeah. could stand on its oh, own legs as a solo they
3: have a tribe flugel in it
1: I'm Kevin kidding. knows what that is. No, I don't. Understand.
3: You know what the tribe flugel it's is? It's just a really
1: funny word. I know. You don't know, <laughs> you know what the tribe flugel is?
3: No, I don't remember. The triplane—it's the the plane that Red Skull like flies out of when he's leaving the abandoned like when when uh, uh, Captain America goes and he like burns down the factory. I think that that's it's been a long. That's time Captain since. America, yeah, not Winter that's Soldier. The first one. Oh, that's Captain America. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, well Captain America. Right. Is again, again, same thing. Yeah. Like, you you could yeah.
0: you could take it, it. You know Tom's example. You could take the Captain America movies, really. And if you strip out the Marvel part, there, it's just a super story soldier. about super yeah. super soldiers. Yeah, yeah. It's fantastic.
3: I mean, it's actually, got its it's got its fiction
1: as that much, goes a little far. As much as people throw flack at the at the Marvel series of movies for for their flaws, a lot of them can do that if you if oh, yeah. you separate oh, yeah. them from the universe. Do have enough stuff to stand on their own
0: however movies like the avengers specifically require, the movies that are named yeah, the avengers and then something else be, they require that lore and right. they require the other movies to stand up absolutely because you did you know it's just a big action set piece it's it's yeah. like uh i mean
3: it, like it could be said about iron man
0: yeah, yeah iron the first, man iron iron man. Iron, first iron man Yeah, yeah first absolutely. iron
1: man is absolutely standalone and that's i mean that's why they dropped it first
0: i i like to use winter soldier as an example, because it's, it I be really generic. like 007 style spy movies, yeah, right. like, like the Odessa Files and stuff like that, and, and that, that and Winter Soldier to me definitely has that going on, yeah,
1: yeah. Where Iron Man is Iron Man, like you can't. Right, he's Iron Man, but at the same time, like but the movie doesn't require you to know about the MCU in any right. other way. Yeah. yeah. yeah and totally, it, and totally. it feeds you all that information kind of in the right order that it doesn't you don't need it. Yeah, any but
2: other it's not context. like a genre of movie is what I'm was is what I'm getting at. Right, right like, right. like there's yeah,
0: Iron Man is definitely at the end a superhero movie. Right. Absolutely. Winter Soldier is a spy movie. Or can stand it can up be on a its spy own as it, it, Yeah, yeah. There are plenty of times when lore outshines story and any other factor. I'm going to piss a lot of people off right now, but Star Wars is a masterfully designed and planned universe filled with amazing lore, legends, religions, forgotten races, old technology, all sorts of other details that are just laid out for us to explore. It spawned video games, tie in books, amazing properties. However, The core of the Star Wars saga is an incredibly simple and very cliche story. And it was designed that way. It's the hero saga. It's executed as simply as possible because the quality of the Star Wars universe is in the lore, not in the actions of the Skywalker family.
3: Yeah, I mean, I would say the best example of that one is is when uh, in, in the original trilogy, the first release trilogy, uh when Obi-Wan is talking about the Clone Wars. I was I was thinking oh, yeah. you were taking like, it. he mentions the he Clone mentions Wars the Clone Wars and and what's his name himself <clears throat> excuse me said that there was no Clone Wars. Like they they like, like they had know with, what the Clone yeah, Wars they just was. Said we we're just it. gonna say yeah. it and yeah. Yeah. hope it works. And then you know you you see later there's this whole thing. Oh
1: you know, heart like
2: yeah, yeah, George Lucas. Oh, George yeah.
1: Lucas, when when they like I was wrote like, who you talking, was, like,
3: was he? T- was Obi Wan talking to somebody?
2: No, no,
1: no, no, no George no, no. Lucas. <laughs> like, Some off, other dude was like, was, "What are you talking about?" There cam- were no Clone yeah, yeah, Wars off <laughs> camera, kind of thing. Gotcha, gotcha. They, they yeah. talked about the create, like, how did you like, how did this come right. about? And they were like, "I don't know."
0: We just kind of like had It Like, sounded world.
1: like a cool it idea. Sounded like yeah. a cool thing, and we figured we'll figure out later.
0: There was a little tidbit of lore that was left on the floor, and later on, it became something else. Yeah, something. Another another great example. The the go faster. Yeah the go go faster, faster. <laughs> another another little tidbit that is interesting to me and based on my gaming style and the and the properties that I've enjoyed from the Star Wars universe is X-wings and TIE fighters. Yep. Fucking badass. There's an entire game series that grew out of the fact that oh, X-wings yeah. dogfighting TIE fighters is a thing. And dogfighting in modern and postmodern aircraft does not make sense. It right. doesn't even make sense in space at all. Uh, it makes less sense in space. Less sense in space. But, but aircraft do not top gun dogfight. In fact, top gun era aircraft do not top gun gunfight. That was an attempt <laughs> to make things
1: that fire missiles dogfight. Yeah. And it just yeah. got worse from then on.
0: Yeah, yeah you're, you're firing missiles at somebody that's like beyond your eye range. And then oh, you, yeah, you're talking yeah. about space. Space is fucking mind numbingly large.
1: Yeah, the yeah ranges, there's no ground. The ranges at which space combat would be taking place are like astronomical. Oh,
0: and stuff doesn't stop. Yeah, <laughs> if you shoot it, it keeps going until it hits. Sir that's Isaac I like. Newton is that's, a deadly son of a bitch.
3: That's why I like Battlestar <laughs> Galactica physics when it comes to oh flying. yeah, man, absolutely. Or the for the expanse. The expanse. Well, the expanse got it from Battlestar Galactica.
1: Well, the expanse has other things in it. The whole they they design their ships as a skyscraper so that under yeah. acceleration they create gravity and they right, can battle right, they just have grav plating or whatever they yeah literally yeah. don't even talk about artificial it. gravity they have yeah, artificial somehow. gravity they,
0: they, yeah. they, and that and there's another lore thing that we have just accepted when it comes to a lot of uh, space opera most, most sci-fi just most,
1: uh, it, sci-fi magic bullshit yeah the there is plating.
0: some graviton that exists wor- that gravitates you to the gravity bits
1: yeah and there is down, there is up. or something. You know, there's always a little bit, but most of the time they don't go into much detail <laughs> about how it, works. it exists. And we just accept that.
0: But I will always remember the first property that I read that broke that where Ender turns to his team and says the there, enemy's yeah, gate, gate is down. Is down. I, I actually really, really liked Ender's game.
1: I read it in eighth grade, but then I went and I read the entire I read um, the shadow oh, series. All of oh, Ender's you're talking they, they pick a
3: direction, yeah, because they he, said, "Well, in space, he, everything is up." And well, he was yeah, like, "No, it's like, all there is no direction." Yeah, yeah. So he, he designates all, the enemy's so, gate is So down. they designate
1: yeah. the wherever the enemy's base is is down.
3: Yeah, so they so then he can use directional so they can uh, call out. coordinates. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense.
1: Yeah, Ender's Game was great, and they had a good thing. They they Started off with there was this bug war. It ended terribly. Humanity did this and now we're moving on. And then yeah. they give you a story.
0: Yeah. And and that that's another series that has a relatively interesting and expansive lore.
1: And actually, they went back and filled in a prequel book. I actually read that one fairly recently in comparison to the rest of them um, about the first contact with the Formix oh, Made interesting. by the belt miners in the Cooper Belt
0: interesting yeah, Ky- yeah that's, where the,
1: that's where the, the belt,
0: whatever whatever the big
1: asteroid that's where is. the four
0: get water right yeah they're yeah. they're they're getting it from uh comments and stuff yeah and
1: so what in that one it's the the ship is coming in and it's just one like by itself and they see it and then they like figure it out and they're like nobody's gonna believe us is this in a book yeah oh, okay there's also a movie that uh, part's not in the movie but you should watch ender's game it's
2: you should watch cool ender's stuff. game it's pretty cool i will watch the movie it's, it's pretty cool
0: <laughs> so I, I actually own it On the opposite side of the spectrum from Star Wars, we just talked about, you know, Star Wars having this masterful, incredibly large amount of lore that exists in it. We've got stories like Harry Potter, where this story is very well crafted, but the lore kind of only exists to plug glaring holes in the plot. And often the details of that lore are undeveloped or never talked about. Um, For instance... No lore exists to explain the traditions that keep wizards from teleporting letters to each other. Why do they instead use one of the slowest birds that's <laughs> massively intelligent, incredibly strong willed and a predator to deliver mail?
1: Right. Like that sounds like. Well, don't even they, get me started. You on used here, a better well. bird. Like there's better
0: birds. Don't to do even that. get me started on Harry Potter. Not only that. What is your inner?
3: British oh, I hate, no, I hate it. Oh, no,
0: we're <laughs> going to go. We're going to go further because I'm going to rip it apart. I, and, and, again, the we're story gonna, is gonna the story of, of Harry Potter is is well crafted. There is a story arc. It's I loved it, it in middle school. It yeah, got kids to read books. School. That's it. Good job. I agree. It is cool. It made some cool movies, too. They're fun but, to watch. No, hey, here's another thing. No lore explains why wizards can't just teleport into fucking Hogwarts. But they don't. And they right, talk they, about how they can't. They okay, can't well, why can't it? you? Because we agreed not to. That's dumb. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, that's like in Star Trek, the Federation doesn't have uh, cloaking prime, devices. The prime directive. They, they agreed. Well, no, the cloaking devices. The Romulans can cloak. The, the uh, Klingons get the cloaking from the Romulans. right? And, steal then the that shit. and the humans and the Federation are like, oh, no, we're just agreeing with the Romulans not to to not develop stealth
0: technology. I mean, I would 100 as, as a functioning military, which Star Trek has, even though they pretend oh, they, they don't. They
1: totally did end up developing it behind closed doors and stuff, but it was just like, oh, no, we agreed not to. I mean, they made torpedoes.
0: Really- they could put people in to shoot at planets. So, so, so. I'm
1: going to yeah. I'm going to
2: just throw throw something out there. Starship Troopers. I love the movie. Yeah, I, I love it. They have n- nuclear
0: and like light light Hand, speed technology nuclear weapons that don't kill the people that are less than 500 yes. feet away I know, right? why, that was ridiculous. why an, just an, an, glass another. the
2: one planet that the arachnids are on thank they God.
1: Oh, they don't specifically because the movies are
0: a movie. very bad adaptation of a book that explains a lot Starship more troopers is a book. Yeah. yeah yeah it's a series by books, an incredibly actually. famous science fiction author
1: but they go over oh. it for like, I think there's like a one line thing about it. And yeah. it's every time they bomb the bugs, they only get the ones on the surface. Right. Bugs are underground. Most of them are underground. I mean, it's, it's a nuke. Yeah. But
3: however, they don't develop the planet killer bomb until Starship uh, Troopers 3.
0: However, as a pristine example of lore and its well use, everybody in Buenos Aires is blonde and blue eyed. That's a good point. It's like they when all grew up. Like they all grew up on submarines that landed out nineteen forty six. Like they
1: all grew up uh speaking German in <laughs> South America. What? That never happened. You're <laughs> volmeinfreuding. <laughs> I'm doing
0: I'm doing my part. <laughs> I'm doing my part. So so yeah, you know, Wait, to, that, to that continue universe. going down. Oh, I was gonna I was gonna just just touch on
1: it real quick. Yeah, that one they do a they do a good job of world building with that one, where they throw in those news, news broadcasts. Yeah, to kind of flavor the world that this story is taking place, in right. to give you an idea of it's not like our world. It's it is it is definitely it's a, a completely
0: like militarized. It's a, it's like, world. yeah, but there is but there is <laughs> a hostile a planet, series. There, planet. There is a book and other things written that. Feed into the lore, right? That and
2: that's why playing. I brought it up because I was like, "Oh, I was I was curious about this because yeah. I haven't really looked past the movies because I just I love movies. I'm a movie guy. I'm not a book guy. The movies so if and the you, books if you don't know do already.
1: not follow the same story. Gotcha. The so so Johnny Rico same, is not like no, it's still Johnny Rico. Oh, but he's a completely different person. Really. And in the in the books, they have power armor.
0: Yeah. And there's also no the Marauder weird love suits thing. are like
3: a normal thing.
1: Oh, yeah. That's what they are. Well, So and they then, have jump packs, they've yeah. got rocket and that, launchers on their shoulders. Right, right. It's ridiculous. And yeah. that
0: armor, to get back to like Hollywood doing weird things, that armor is the alien's armor repainted. The armor they wear in Starship Troopers. In the movie.
1: Yeah. Not, not the Marauder armor, yeah, the yeah. normal Trooper armor. The normal Trooper the armor Marines is the armor Colonial
0: Marine aliens. Army repainted. And then the Colonial armor repainted, or the Starship Troopers repainted, is used in the television series Firefly by it's, the Alliance military, yeah, as the I Alliance did. military, and it was
3: also the first mod mod for Halo, Starship Troopers, or yep. oh, Halo, Halo, the regular guys, yeah, yeah, they wear the same armor. They're wearing they, Starship he, Trooper
1: armor. It, yeah. yeah, their armor is very much based off that same design. And again, like this goes back Almost to that. Exactly. That goes.
0: This goes back to that space opera idea. Is there are things lorically. We just accept as existing in science fiction. Faster we than also light do it,
1: travel faster than light, laser communications, like all kind of AI. We like also crazy holograms, all kinds of
0: things. We also just accept a lot of stuff in action movies, especially the way that guns and explosions function. I, you mean red barrels fact, always explode? Uh, not necessarily. <laughs> based on the fact that Hollywood has spent forty years training us as to how they work.
3: Yeah, my favorite. Comment on like movie on that. It was Last Action Hero. Oh, I love that movie. Arnold Schwarzenegger like trying to do something, and he's like, why didn't that explode? It's like, (laughs) because it's not the movie. Like, it doesn't (laughs) just blow up. Like,
0: I actually, I really like, uh, Hot fuzz too. Hot, fuzz. Oh, hot yeah. fuzz. Have you ever jumped through the air while firing? You ever, two fire, guns? you ever fired two guns <laughs> while jumping through the air? No. Hmm. Is it true that if you hit a man's <laughs> head in the right spot, specific, that it will blow up? It blows up like a watermelon.
1: Fun fact: It does. <laughs>
3: <laughs> eh, it's more like a ketchup packet. The
0: uh, uh, yeah, the other thing, the other thing, the, the other thing that drives me nuts at. Probably I'm I'm saying this aside from the podcast. The other thing that drives me nuts is how fucking no fuck it. It's on the podcast. The thing that drives me nuts about guns and they gun rattle wounds, all the time. <laughs> no, in movies, specifically Uh-oh. like like um crime document like not crime documentaries, but like criminal movies. Oh, it's
1: like CSI.
0: Exit wounds are not the size of entrance wounds. No. If it goes in at the size it's of a penny, a it's bigger. coming out the size of a fucking dinner saucer. Yeah. So like like CSI showing up and being like, obviously this meant that obviously Jim Jones that we can 100% tell is Jim Jones because he is always on television was shot in the head and we can tell it's Jim Jones because his face is still in de- his face. Oh, would be fucking gone. gone.
2: Yeah. yeah. So you want to know where the there's a lot I learned more that. forensics yeah, in, uh, that goes into that shit. In basic. So, <laughs> it's actually. So in combat training they have uh, on the range, not red asphalt. <laughs> <laughs> they have a, uh, uh, I don't know. I don't even know. Yeah, I could say this. Uh, they have a picture of a guy that shot himself uh, in a porta shitter uh, oh. with, with his M16
1: through the chin. No, no, no. He shot oh, himself no. in
2: the leg. So oh, you weren't allowed to take oh your my rifles. God. You weren't allowed to take your rifles into the porta shitter. Well, sit down take a no. and take like, it. No. Well, yeah. So it, basically, out, yeah. So basically, well, that's what he did. Yeah. So yeah. Whenever you need to go take a piss or a shit, mm. you need to take a battle buddy with you. Yeah. yeah the battle buddy holds, holds, your holds your rifle, your yeah. rifle yeah. because this guy shot himself in the calf, and
1: the entry wound is small. Is well, it's like a pencil, right? Can I say this? My
0: rifle or my gun? <laughs> which one is my battle buddy holding? Both. <laughs> this yeah. one's for fighting, this one's for <laughs> fun. If if he's which a one's battle he holding? Buddy, he's holding both. <laughs> yeah.
2: If he's a real battle buddy, he's holding both.
0: My gene seed, brother.
3: What do you think about my gene <laughs> seed? No, yeah, continue, I'm sorry.
2: My no, ass. No. <laughs> All right, keep All right on, But keep yeah, on. so anyways, they have a picture of this, and it shows the entry wound on the, um, the front of the guy's leg. The exit wound is uh, where his calf should have been. There was nothing there. Yeah, there's no calf anymore. There's
0: no calf anymore.
2: So the exit wound is just, like, ridiculous.
0: And the same thing happens. Where I first learned. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Same, Same thing happens in, like, you know, pick anything that Hollywood is just kind of trained. We have learned to accept that action movies, as you brought up with Last Action Hero, follow a specific set of rules. We just accept it. And that's how action movies are made. And... Well, the, one of the reasons that when they go back and reinvent things like John Wick's a good example, there are fight scenes in John Wick that people don't like because that's actually how they are. Yeah, that's how realistic. it would function. Except,
2: yeah. except the silencer scene.
0: Yeah, well, I don't want to talk about it. We're not yeah, yeah, I was to like, Thank you. In yeah. movies are the worst. There's no such thing as a
1: silencer. A suppressor. There are suppressors and you can suppress things extremely
0: well. But no, it you can't. not can not oh, standing no, no, next. No,
3: to you. no, no. <laughs> no, you no. can. 22s, you can make it to where they almost they just make a click. The, yeah, yeah. The, the if, the deci-
0: if the decibels on it are low enough and you put a suppressor on it, the size yes. of the suppressor would be gnarly. Yeah. So it's, so it's bigger <laughs> than I, the,
1: the trigger. Like <laughs> one of my teachers was a Navy SEAL. He carried a suppressed MP5. You you can't hear that go off. Nine,
0: nine nine millimeter uh, fires at 175 decibels you put a suppressor on it ammunition yeah
3: with subsonics you it, can with get the it proper ammo you have to be really close you to, can to still people. hear it but it doesn't
0: create a reverberating the, the thing, echo the thing the like, thing that a lot of people don't understand you you about guns, one dude, but his buddy won't know you shot him. Right, right but i'm getting the, the so, thing, so we're getting yeah.
2: off topic is john wick he has a, a pistol with a suppressor yeah literally walking down the mall
0: and
1: oh, the yeah, guys yeah, are yeah, shooting yeah. at each other and oh, yeah. no one, one around to, and, and no one here. around. <laughs> is no one, yeah. And they're like shooting yeah. through but, the coats. And
0: that's something that we've just learned to accept is right. a movie yeah. thing. My, but the, t-
3: t- my biggest one is when gas is spilling and they take a cigarette and they it flick a cigarette. The oh. That doesn't that doesn't do that. Like, no, really. You yeah, can, can literally put out. a cigarette out in a bowl of gasoline so, it really? won't ignite. So
2: the, no,
0: really. liqu- the liquid you need of the
1: actual flame, oh, yeah. the
0: liquid of gas itself not is not flammable. The part of gas that's flammable is the gas, the vapors. So you can turn the vapors above gas. You can light the vapors above gas on fire. Which will ignite but if you were van. to like light it, don't do this. But if you were to light a Zippo and then plunge your hand into a tank of gas, it would just go the out. Zippo would go out. Oh, as long as it hadn't really had enough slowly. time right. to vapor. If so it it's had like, enough time like for the vapors.
1: So yeah, you could so boil gasoline. Gasoline, gasoline really? yeah. vaporizes at room temperature. Right. So if you were to take that Zippo, plunge it in, like he's saying, super quick. Yeah. It would go out before it could catch the vapors. Gotcha. If you were to just hold it right at the surface, so is that why when get you get that are, like, WD-40 flame. So, yeah. so
2: I'm going to use this as an example. You're barbecuing. I mean, you have out. lighter fluid. Yeah. You're squirting lighter fluid. That it's flame isn't gonna isn't gonna start traveling up
1: the stream. It will, Correct but well, it's, it's not traveling up the stream, it's, it's actually up a the tube vapor tube. around the, the stream, which oh. is the vapor.
3: Gotcha? Yeah. The, the thing about a cigarette is that a cigarette is not a lit
0: flame. Right. It's an ember. It's an ember. Yeah, yeah. like, so it's not hot enough to ignite a vapor. Gotcha. But it looks really cool when like Mila Javonovich oh, yeah, yeah. flicks a cigarette it, yeah. you get that into slow-mo. the kitchen <laughs> and blows up the dogs and Resident Evil. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It looks cool. Yeah, it looks looks good. So so the thing that always gets me with suppressors in movies, and and I don't think a lot of people understand this, uh, uh, a gun. uh, So a a heavy metal concert, largely accepted as one of the loudest fucking things on the planet. Yeah, pretty loud. (laughs) Is at a decibel range that is under the amount of decibels that a gun firing makes. A suppressor will make it sound like a slightly less loud rock concert. So, it's not actually getting rid of the sound. and I, and I don't think a lot of people ever really think about that. you know twenty two subsonic, there's a bunch of stuff you can do to
1: do it if you if you heavily dedicate a fire. and if you're firing ammunition from- and the you know yeah,
3: the real reason that suppressors are created is to stop. One, muzzle flare, the yeah. muzzle flare, right, yeah, so, so that you can't blinded. be seen. Well, <laughs> you can't be seen. They can't trace you back to a muzzle flare. Yeah, but two, flare. also, it stops a reverberation. Right, so that way, if you, you're a sniper
0: or something, and you're firing
3: like, from yeah. long range, they can't pin you down exactly. Right. Yeah, and, and number three, you fire it
0: into firing guns. Pro.
1: Yeah, firing yes.
0: firing guns raw is gonna fuck up your ears real bad. The,
1: a lot of like a lot of people like one a uh, silencer for their home defense handgun. So that way they know, like, oh shit, if I gotta yeah. use this in the middle, that's why my my right my ears ear. and you could just start throwing them. That's down why the my right
0: ear hearing your shot. Yeah, <laughs> At mine's met heavy metal concerts, I'm <laughs> yep. people are always like, "What? What caused your hearing damage? Guns?" I'm like, "What? Did guns <laughs> cause your heavy me- your hearing damage?" Yes, it was Guns and Roses that caused my- <laughs> <laughs>
3: mine. Mine was AK-74 and PKMs.
0: That'll do it. Mm-hmm. and those things rattle mm-hmm. so uh, the, it, i want i want to get back because yeah, like I got got, on a, a I got got a, a big gun tangent i got a i got a bridge to burn here and i'm going to continue burning it And I and it kind of sounds like you're kind of with me on some of this stuff. All right. So nothing explains how the fucking wizard world actually hides itself from the public or why the wizarding world hasn't entered into some weird Cold War era clandestine conflict with all of the actual nations of the planet who are now 100 percent in open like knowledge that fucking psyops work. (laughs) <laughs> magic works do you know how much the fucking United States military and the Russians tried to prove that magic existed during the Cold War I mean, what, in the Harry Potter world you're telling me there wouldn't be motherfuckers that could talk to goats and bed spoons
1: didn't, didn't Hitler have like a whole occult thing or was uh, that actually uh, just Wolfenstein
0: uh, no, no, no. Well, that was uh, Hit- real, right? Hitler and occultism is a that thing. That was a real thing, yeah. And, and an entire podcast on its oh, own. Oh sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and, and and if you were to go with the idea that these nations didn't know and it was hidden and they couldn't figure it out, why the fuck don't the wizards just run everything?
1: Right? Like just take over. You boss. Why not be boss? They're, they're humble, dude.
0: And these. But but these are things that. Uh, no, no. And that is these one are the things, things that, that kind
1: of
2: say is that yeah. they don't want no, the to be left alone. Humans but. are horrible.
1: There's <laughs> y- no,
2: I don't yeah. accept that as a fucking. No. Uh,
0: and that true. and what you brought up is something that makes Harry Potter that doesn't detract from the enjoyability of Harry Potter and the Harry Potter movies. What you brought up, Mark, is part of the thing that like over the course of eight books, the side books that are now coming out. You might start to ask the ten plus questions. movies that exist. Yeah. The community. Why has none of this lore been fleshed out? Fleshed out. You've had so many. Why movies. do I know which characters are suddenly gay because the author can't stay off Twitter? But I don't <laughs> understand why wizards use the worst fucking bird, <laughs> the coolest bird, but the worst bird to deliver mail to deliver mail. Why not pigeons? Yeah. Or fucking ravens. A raven you can train to talk. You don't even have to send mail. You yeah, tell the like, raven the message like to tradition. send the ravens. Pigeons are a thing. It's tradition. Yeah, it is tradition. Maybe that's what it was. They, they used Let's pigeons. See. Here you go. Here's the lore. They well, used here, pigeons. On, hold on. Hold owls on. killed the pigeons. No, no. They're like, fuck, we Remember, gotta use There's owls. also
3: another thing. If you don't choose to have an owl, you have a cat. Or a or rat. Rat. How the fuck or is that? that oh, right? so, so that's
0: your, so that's your like, <laughs> Sorry, your mil- yeah. send it. Motherfucker. So that's your, that's your familiar. The, yeah, the, the nail shit, system is an always an owls. Oh, okay? yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: I forgot about that. Whatever. But they're,
0: but they're like government controlled. My, well, my, my whole thing that I always <laughs> pigeons aren't real. The thing that bothered me <laughs> about Harry Potter more than anything
3: was fake pigeons was, they were like, They live in, you know, you live in a world with like modern conveniences. There are trains, there are cars, there are, you know, telephones and things like that. Yet I'm going to wake up and light this candle to walk down a dark hallway in a giant castle. Grab a fucking flashlight. Like, or why turn, is that so hard? Or like, turn on the light, man. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's no power.
1: There's, there's, no, no, electricity. there's no electricity. Like no electricity in, like, like, in Hogwarts. Yeah. So, so, like, what? so,
0: Hogwarts is a bad Lumis. example. What, what's the spell for it? Lumos. It's probably.
3: Bullshiticus. I don't
0: so, know. So, b- don't know. Like, so Harry Potter is a bad example of it because I'm pretty sure they did that all with CGI. But I'm always impressed in, like, older movies where, like, 9,000 candles have been lit. Yeah! Oh like, yeah. And, uh, yeah! Some asshole on set had to light all of that. But uh, like, hold you know, hold we, on, we on. were watching. over. <laughs> Let's do it again. Do it again. Well, and then and there's the other thing. Holes, there's the other thing too. Like, like, I'm
3: sorry, man. Like, candles. There's literally suck. an open flame, and you're like on a table. You, you bullshit. Somebody's not set something on fire. Like oh, bullshit. Yeah. Once like, I've had, I've had a candle. In my mom had a candle
0: on the dining room table, and she set the bitch on fire. Like, I had an ex girlfriend burn. And by burn, I mean light on fire cereal because she nudged a candle into it. Hey, dude.
2: Hey, I I have to light the the Virgin Mary candle at night. And I think Christy said I have to leave it on for religious reasons or something. So I just pray
1: every night that she doesn't burn my house down.
0: That's 100% a pagan tradition. And I do not understand why. well, I understand my Catholicism. <laughs> I was about to say never you mind. studied
1: history and Catholicism just adopted.
0: <laughs> this is a good thing. We shit. should put it in our religion. So your religion fades to the background. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, the, the Star Wars and Harry Potter, they both have good things. They both have things that aggravate us. Obviously, there are also a lot of incredibly designed lore and story worlds that exist. Uh, they inspire games Spin off books, entire movies, or can even create entirely new intellectual properties. Warhammer 40k is actually an example of this because it is movies and other intellectual properties that spawned the ideas that created Warhammer 40k itself. But to give you guys an idea, we've got works like J.R.R. Tolkien with Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit series, Brandon Sanderson's Stormlight Archive. Frank Herbert's Dune, which we've talked about several mm-hmm. times, C.S. Corey's The Expanse, and we've already dipped into uh, Starship Troopers and Dan where that Abnett. came from. Well, Dan, Dan Abnett. That's just I I know. Dan Abnett, Dan Abnett is a writer who's writing in this world. I'm talking about. Well, he other wrote a bunch properties. of other stuff too. Yeah, yeah, and he has. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I just threw a name out there because that's that's an author's name that I knew.
0: These are all the one. intellectual. Yeah, the, one. <laughs> the one. So these can all be seen as like intellectual properties that have deep wells to mine and more lore that can be unpacked for years. I mean, The Expanse is now a television show. And it's amazing. Uh, the, the Expanse <laughs> started as a video game concept. It wasn't even. Wait, intended. really? Yeah. They were working on an MMO. That would be. And C.S. Corey is two shit? people, by the way.
1: That would be the coolest shit. You know, ever. there's actually. I love the expand story, the whole, it's the whole fucking political. Amazing.
3: There's actually um, it's uh, a world that was created uh, as like an old time story, like Disney and all that stuff, that is actually used in a lot of different other stories. It's used sort of like as like a placeholder for a storytale setting. Okay. Or, I'm sorry, no, I'm not wording that right. It's like but a story structure that's yeah, like a setting, like Neverland.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah, when
3: you think of Neverland,
0: I right, have all the rules in my head immediately,
3: ex- Yeah, immediately, and they've used it in multiple other things. And also, too, like other people have used it for a lot of darker things, too. Like one of the one of the big ones was Neverland was like the place for lost souls. It was a purgatory. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like there was that whole like the child thief. I don't know if you ever read that book series, but the, the child thief Peter Pan was a, the spirit who would show up to take kids as they died. Yeah. yeah. I think you know what actually, I mean, like,
2: uh, I'm, I'm going to weep out right here. There's actually a, an anime called Neverland. Yeah. Uh, about it's probably uh, the same thing. Yeah. Well, I think like there it, it's kids that are wrangled by like I can't remember it right now.
3: Sorry. My memory. You guys. Well, know. they even like <laughs> they even reference Neverland in like Pinocchio. Like uh, I think it was like one of like yeah. the, like old it was an old school like live action Pinocchio like Jonathan Taylor Thomas was in oh, it that and one, like yeah. they were going to Neverland you know yeah. like and that's well, one of the things like, like Neverland's that, the, like a
0: setting that's used it's a lore that's used yeah. to tell stories the carnival that turns kids into donkeys yeah, exactly yeah. 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 yeah 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 that was yeah exactly The whole Neverland yeah
3: yeah. Uh-huh. You know, like there's a um I don't want to say I don't I mean this may be And <laughs> so
0: then there that, was a there ranch. Was a never,
3: yeah, I was like the Neverland <laughs> Ranch. Like I mean, but like that's what I'm saying is like it, it's then even even that, like Michael Jackson, say what you will about <laughs> him. But oh, Michael dude. Jackson when when you know building this place, calling it the Neverland Ranch, like he was creating yeah. his own world, right? You know, based off of what you thought so where it was a place for immediately it was a place for children. Like that so, was
1: his idea of it. Yeah,
3: exactly. Yeah. Like so. So, I mean, like, you're, like I said, like all the other shit aside, but yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like Neverland, I think, is a really good example of like a lore creation
0: that
1: building,
3: world building. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like yeah. when you say Neverland, well, you it. know exactly what it is. And like,
0: we've been we've been using we've been saying lore a lot and we've mentioned world building a couple of times and lore and world building really do travel hand in hand. Yeah. yeah. No, you can't have one without the yeah. other. The the lore that you're building informs your worlds, just just like, you know, we've been introducing little segments, we've been introducing little lore hints every time we do our radio broadcast intros and outros, and that lore that we're dropping, those little hints that we're dropping, come from the world building that we are doing on Discord, yeah, on Discord and with one another. So yeah, the, the the reason that I brought up a couple of those different properties, specifically like. Uh, Frank Herbert's Dune series and Tolkien's Lord of to the Rings is elements of both of those found their way into Warhammer 40k. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, navigators are yeah. almost a, oh, a yeah. carbon copy. Yep. Very. Yeah. Similar. Navigators um, are very
0: similar. Just the whole the Warp, whole space travel is very similar. Yeah. Not, not only that, the Men of Iron. The whole reason that in the Dune series they use navigators is Instead because they made AI that made Men of Iron. who attempted to destroy the entire galaxy. Mm -hmm. Right. Battlestar Galactica. Yep. Battlestar Galactica pulls the same ideas.
1: Yep. Yep. And then you've got, like you said, um, Tolkien, kind of the grandfather of the, the generic fantasy setting with the dwarves and elves and things. One of the reasons,
0: one of the reasons that they're now called the Eldari rather than the Eldar is because they couldn't trademark Eldar. They couldn't trademark Eldar because in the Cimmerillion and some of Tolkien's other writings, he refers to the elves as Eldar.
1: Oh, oh probably the elder but no no as eldar, eldar spelled oh, like exactly that way oh wow <laughs> yeah
0: it's it you're you're on the right track right. the eldar good, elder they're, they're are called that because of the elders yeah yes. halo, yes. halo's good yeah like, halo the same actually, thing with
1: halo's got a I, massive lore well yeah. halo has a has a, a different well i brought AI. it up for AI. yeah
2: they have a they have a lifespan they give them a lifespan sea. because do you know why their, their buffer runs out uh, Do you be, know why? Because eventually they go crazy uh, with too much knowledge. I Do mean, you know
0: why? Why they go crazy? Yes. Because they run out of they, space. Do you want me to explain Rampancy from the Bungee World to you? All right, let's hear it. Oh, yeah. So it's they actually, find yeah. they find children, usually children that are suffering from some malady. Like oh, muscular yeah. dystrophy, something that's going to kill them early. Right. And they make a copy scan of their I brain totally forgot about and they this digitize, this, digitize this. So young AIs are carbon copies of like Cortana is an example, is, is a copy a of a seven year old girl. No, it's Halsey, isn't it? I, I'm giving an example. Oh, okay. yeah. So, yeah, so I mean, there, it was it was
1: somebody. So there is. Right. So
0: there is a series that takes place between Halo and Halo 2 called I Love Bees. And it specifically goes into rampancy. But the longer an AI exists, the more knowledge it collects, the more, uh, the closer to the event of rampancy it becomes. And when an AI becomes rampant, it fucking goes nuts and it starts fucking with things. So if you look at the entire verse as a solid piece, kind of removing Destiny because reasons. I, the I ideas never estabi- The ideas established in Halo actually come from the concepts established in marathon marathon is a set of games first person shooter games that deal with three different rampant ais these are ais oh, really? that have been alive for thousands of years Holy shit. okay so the symbols in marathon appear in halo a lot right. because ah. the technology of copying a child's brain an underdeveloped brain into this digitized space and then making it an ai is still being used and it's oh. just if you think about it it's a fucking horrifying thought yeah I well, I mean, because I it it, about the early that years the early moments of this ai's mind it still thinks it's a live child and then it has to cope and that's with the, fact the that beginning yeah. well i mean of the, the rampancy
2: yeah i mean they do the same thing with the spartans they steal them as a child make a uh, clone copy of the child that actually dies out after like a year or something like, oh, yeah. well, they send that one back home though. Well, and that's, yeah, yeah, and that's, I'm saying, yeah, and, that's make-
0: and that's, they do that when they steal the AIs, they do the exact same thing. Right. Make the clone copy
2: and that, yeah. that just dies
0: out. So you, so you have a really gifted daughter. You, this is the exa- this is the, the one that's used in I love bees. There's a mm-hmm. very gifted little girl. Um, and she's dying of, or she's not dying. I think she has like the, the, where you've got the crutches, uh, oh, yeah, love love spine and biveter. Yeah. She has something, But she's incredibly smart. So they steal her. They clone her. They give her back to her family. And then they use her. The real her. They use the real her to basically take her brain out and put it into a machine. Um, and that's Gnarly. that's the beginning of them explaining. It's pretty grimdark for Halo. The other thing yeah, that's really for interesting, a you,
1: typically less grimdark setting. That's you a,
0: should li- uh, Halo is incredibly grimdark.
1: Yeah,
3: dude, the Flood. Seriously, yeah, yeah. No, what
0: I'm saying. Like, I it's mean, you grimdark. should listen to. I'll give you all, all of I Love Bees. I Love Bees. There's a during the arc of the story, they're at a wedding like in Iowa, mm-hmm. and as they're going through, they're talking, they're going through the reception. They stop the wedding. And somebody gets up on stage and announces that Reach has fallen. Oh, and I shit, shit you not. Dude. Even telling you guys right now, all the hair on my body still. up. I and I had a little response. tiny, like, catch in my throat. Yeah. Because the way that they delivered. And this is fucking 10 yeah. years before Halo Reach came out. Yeah. The way that they dropped the Covenant have taken Reach. Reach has fallen. The way that they delivered it had so much punch and impact. It reminds me of of, of, of fucking the planet broke before the guard did. Another just line that like fucking every part of me is Mm -hmm. like, oh, my God, especially that concept. Yeah. And and not to
2: not to like say like not to speak negatively on new players, but. Like the fall of Cadia to a, a, oh, a, to a veteran, veteran. player. Oh, oh, my oh, my God. It shook it's, me to my core. Yeah. Like, like, I was like, are you fucking
3: serious? Yeah, I, was, yeah, I was like, that's not true. <laughs> yeah. I, that's I not agree. true. Like, I was the same way. Because the 13th I, yeah. Black
0: Crusade was literally a codex in fifth and sixth edition yeah. called the Eye of Terror. And all of that war was in there. And then to find out in eighth, oh, the planet fell. You're like, so what you the mean the you last mean? two fucking editions of us playing didn't save the planet? Are right. you kidding me? Yeah, like are you yeah. guy a tissue? Yeah,
1: and that's and, and that's and it's like, like and it's not just like a planet. This is it's fucking Cadia.
2: Cadia. Yeah, yeah. That, that's why it's like when you when you hear again not just not in a negative way, but when you hear players like, oh yeah, the fall of Cadia. The did you hear that the guard the planet, or the the planet guard? Yeah, they joke about that, but like. To a veteran player, like that's you don't staggering. understand. Like as, you know, as you a, like, as
0: a veteran player <laughs> on the other side of that story, though, every time you guys tell the fucking meme of the meme joke about the armless Abaddon, I'm like, that the meme <laughs> culture, especially the newer player meme culture, has stripped. What should be the scariest fucking character in the and universe? And made him a joke. And made of him a joke. Any of his potency. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, and yeah, that's probably sure. why they fucking broke Kadia. They're like, no, out of like, Don't yeah, Don't made Adam so many Lance. jokes about this dude. Don't. He's coming look back. At, yeah, exactly. Look
2: what he did.
3: Now. That's, what, that's what I'm hoping. There's something about Tao in there, like. I'm it's waiting. waiting. I'm get so, so
1: wrecked.
3: Yeah, well, I'm no, I'm I'm the opposite because if you look at well, Lorically, I want both. I want because towel, towel on the tabletop have always done relatively well. Yeah, yeah. Right yeah. now they're getting shafted, but right. Towel like actually they got when, buffed. when it, when it comes to when it comes to Towel like Lorically, they're they're not great. Like, they're really not. Like,
0: they've gotten their asses handed to them more times than not. You know, like. The Tao propaganda machine runs because the Tao propaganda will spin a loss. Yeah famously. Yeah. But like, you know, like yeah.
3: I'm waiting for like the history so where it's like real. <laughs> there's something that happens like cuz even even like when it when when you hear about like the Damocles crusade and you and you read some of the stories, the town are just getting wrecked. Like yeah, yeah, like imperial knights, like the imperial knights came out of one of these fortifications and just like murdered them knocked out like eight riptides Ooh. like two nights knocked out like eight riptides in 10 minutes like it
0: was insane
3: that's pretty brutal. like it, it, they were just like getting mercs it's, you know I, like yeah.
0: i think part of it and and to get on my tau box for a minute because tau and Crute are probably my no i don't know tau croot and eldar all kind of hold like a similar place in my black heart <laughs> um and there to me, that's how just it, it feels like there is for a race that was introduced in fourth edition for a new army that was introduced right. in fourth edition. They've gotten the fucking shaft constant. Yeah. Uh, mm, Non-table wise. No, we're, we're talking lore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. And, and and to take it even further. That's every Xenos. If faction. you look at. Yeah, of course. If you look at the lore for the weapons. Of yeah. Tau, there is no reason that they shouldn't be fucking owning everything. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Their, those, their weapons should be destroying knights yeah. in oh, meta yeah. Easy. and in more. The way they're described, they should be doing way more than they're doing. But again, they're not. And I think a lot of that comes down to the I fact mean, that like... They, writers. Yeah. The writers don't like the towel.
2: Yeah. Well, it's more of like the imperium of
1: man is the most relatable thing. Well, so you
0: if hear- it's not an
1: imperial story. Yeah. Then it's probably not written. Exactly.
0: and the, and, and that's a good point. Because the other thing that we could take away from that is that the tower getting shafted in lore all the time because the Imperium... Or the one writing all the, all the lore. I yeah. saw yeah. the lore. So, so what really happened was Victor. it was
1: six knights and three riptides. Right. Yeah. It was one
0: riptide and, and, it one killed, night and it killed half a knight household on its own. Yeah. But we wrote the story. Hey, yeah. I hope I you t- don't mind. But when I tell this story in the future... It's me that saved you from the deal. Yeah, dude, that's pretty funny
2: if you if they ever like spill that like lore-wise like, "Oh yeah, by yeah, the way, all happen. lore is ri- written by the Imperium. It's they, all oh, propaganda." They, they, have. They, they say that a lot. They they and they, they are say, very, say
1: it's like full-blown propaganda, Right. but they say
0: it's all like from we, their we point of about view. About well, they, they specify from Imperial well, perspective. They specify in the rulebook that the yeah. history and lore is written from the Imperials perspective, the right. Imperium's perspective. Yeah.
3: Well, like, cause I've heard, I have heard of one story that was told from a Tao perspective. And it, I mean, it shows how good the crew were. Like there's two stories that show how good the crew
0: are. Oh my God. Um, the stories of the Imperial guard, like going, what are these boogie things that are fucking working? <laughs> well, my, my
3: favorite was uh, like a Katachan group. And basically this like uh, commander in like a self suit uh, brought a bunch of, he brought a crew sphere and was like, hey, I need your help. Like flushing out these Katachans. They're really good in the jungle. I need you. So then they came out. And uh, they were like, "Hey, is it cool if we eat these guys?" And uh, the Tau commander was like, "You know, yeah, because I want you to send them a message." Well, then after a while, the crew started acting like the Catachans. and being disobedient, and be and be disobedient to the commander. The yeah, and he was like, "Oh, I fucked up," like you know. God but then, me. like even then, you're kind of like, "Oh, that sucks for the, that sucks for the Tau. Like, but there's one story where like the basically Farsight like outsmarts uh ultramarines like on on Delith, i think right and he shuts down their power armor like he emps their power armor and they're like stuck like they can't move a crew comes up behind one of the the captains puts a knife to his neck and farsight just jumps out of his suit and he's like what do you do now you know, like and it was like ooh, 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 That's ooh. gnarly, ooh, big old super soldier still can't move. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah well, And
0: there is, there is, uh, they're few and far between. But the the times that the crew get brought up facing the space marines, nine times out of ten, it's like oh yeah, crut paste. But every once in a while, there's a story of like a fucking crut ripping a space marine's arm off and beating him to death with it.
3: Yep. the crew are gnarly. Yeah. They secrete a film over their skin that and makes semen. them invisible to thermal. Oh, that that's pretty cool. Yeah. Not even
0: yeah. body massage. Hey, Mark, would you like a crudy bottom massage? I'm good. But see, <laughs> the, well, but see,
3: then the, there goes that thing you were talking about, like with all the jokes with Abaddon, oh, like say all the memey. But that's not a memey
0: thing. That's they reproduce. They're they're in their hands.
3: Making like the you know what I'm saying? Like taking away from that, like. Like the idea of a crute with a crute hound it's terrifying. is terrifying. Yeah, that's yeah. a scary thought, man. Yeah, like yeah. that dude's like, like if we were ever going to do like a role playing game right, right? where we're using like infantry or something like that, where we're single characters. That's what I was going to do. I was going to be yeah, a crute
2: with, mean, a, with also, a crute hound. It's also a human thing to well, bring humor to things that are extremely.
0: And, 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 and it's it's humor, yeah, exactly. humor makes horror worse, whether or not. That's part of the meme culture or not? Right. Meme culture is a separate
1: whole. Thing <laughs> that's, another. that's a whole one. Anyway, episode. That's, that's a that's whole episode, episode on its own. episode 492. <laughs> Anything can be memified, <laughs> and it will always be amplified yeah. to be yeah. memified. So I, whatever it is, probably isn't really as ridiculous as the meme is is showing. Right. So I, I but teased, it's fun to joke that it's like you know 11 out of yeah.
0: Just turn to 11. <laughs> yeah. Crank to 11. I teased them and name dropped the prescient crew earlier the prescient crew do not work the entire culture does not work with the Tao and does not honor the rules of not eating Tao. the prescians don't give a shit do they still have wings yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I went back with like super old crude yeah. ideas and like they, uh, they don't have uh crew toxes, they have crude bores because the shapers use the castican bores for that function. Yeah. Crude episode. And this, this works into my crude army. My crude yeah. army is, is essentially, yeah, I the feel Pacians. like we, we
1: derailed here for a little bit. Oh, yeah. So um, it's all interesting. I love it.
0: So Warhammer itself is a mixture of official lore released by the company and stories from licensed authors, creative players, and even the community as a whole sharing as we play these games with each other and enjoy our hobby, you know, there's Warhammer lore that's come out of pictures alone.
3: That's my favorite thing. Like that, that is honestly, that is one of the big things that got me into 40 K was the fact that like, not only do you get to like read about it, but you yourself get to take part in the creation of it. Like my, our stories that we come up with, in this world of a universe of 40 K is we pass that on to other players. You know, yeah. we pass that on to you guys listening. Like like that's, that's the, the biggest thing about that is that it is storytelling to the extreme.
0: Yeah. Like yeah. It, I, there's nothing really that I can think of that really compares to the magnitude of it. I, I think star Wars gets there because again, it's a massive universe. Okay, we're talking about an entire galaxy, which is just it's hard yeah, but, to but think remember about. what I've said before. Star Wars
3: is like a universe in forty K. Right. And the forty K right. is made up of thousands of universes.
0: Yeah. You know, like Well, and that's that's why I said I think the only thing that approaches it is Star yeah, Wars.
3: Yeah. Cause I mean, like that's the whole thing. Like we talked about that once before. The story of Star Wars. It's literally like a story that we make up in in Warhammer. Yeah, the actual actual, huge and vast. It really is Yeah, just
0: like you were implementing Disney into the universe. Yeah. Yeah. And and oddly oddly enough, because the Warhammer 40K Imperium of Man is a galaxy spanning organization and the Galactic Empire is a galaxy spanning organization. And they're both copies of the Milky Way galaxy. You get this weird. You can get the only comparison. But. As you're talking about with everything published, everything published pretty much revolves around one family
1: in Star Wars In Star Wars. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. This is why, as we talk about this stuff, we talked about it here. I'm sure we'll talk about it in the future. You can pull ideas from any story or any intellectual property that we've talked about in this episode or anything that you like to be that small kernel that you build out and start using the lore that exists around that idea to flesh out what's going on. Because 40K has 30 years of written history.
3: And and 30 years of unwritten history.
0: (laughs) We plan to keep building on these ideas, exploring official lore to give you a good foundation, showcasing our own lore, and working through some of the tricks into how to write lore. In our next episode, we're going to work with Mark specifically around how we might help him expand his orky lore. Yep, yep. Um, But we would love to read your lore or just answer any questions that you have about the game and the game's lore in general. You can reach out to us through underthehiveofmadness at gmail.com or jimdarkgaming at gmail.com. If lore and world building is your thing or you just want to know more about it, you can get an intro through our Discord's Hive project.
3: Discord is probably the very best way to get a hold of us. Uh, We are on there pretty much twenty four seven, speaking with our members and, you know, basically um, playing video games together. We cooperate on storytelling together. Um, Yeah,
2: and it's not just 40K. We talk about magic. We talk about D&D.
3: It's a growing Um, gaming community. Yeah, Yeah. it's it's
2: not just 40K. So if you're into any of that kind of stuff and you're listening
0: to us, feel free to, you know, talk on
3: by. I even made a remote control section. Yeah. So if you're
0: into RC stuff. But we have been brainstorming all the details that make up the Innsmouth Hive, including the Hive Gangs, Noble Houses, and Sports, and even the sponsors and advertisers that might reach out to new clients through those sports. Like what we're doing and want to support us? You can find us on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Madness, and join our growing Underhive Gang of Four-Armed Rats. You can help us decide the next major lore series that we might look at see video podcasts, or even look into sneak peeks of our upcoming content. We also ask some questions there. You can ask us questions. We dig through that, uh, dig through our Patreon to kind of get ideas as to where we're going to go next. We would like to thank and welcome our two newest patrons, German Pena and Minion Coffin. Thank you so much to all of our patrons. It really does help us make the show a little bit better each time. If you would like to keep up with us on social media, head over to our link tree, which is link tree slash under the hive for a collection of links to our various projects.
2: Yeah. I'm, and uh, if you're looking to do uh, some commission painting or get some commission painting done, one of our patrons is actually throwing himself out there. So feel free to join our discord and take a look at uh, Ickbard's commissions. He's willing to do that for you.
0: This has been 665.66 UHMR Chemrat Radio. Coming to you live from Mama Kaz's Noodle House. We're wow, about to geez. dig into these giant bowls of Liz Gizzard ramen. I don't know about you, Beast, but I'm definitely putting extra hot sauce on mine. I've already had three bowls. Well, I feel behind now. I've already emptied three <laughs> bowls out of my Three ass.
3: bowels. <laughs> is,
0: there, uh,
1: is there any in my mustache? Yeah. it is totally it is your, totally mustache. In your mustache there's
0: an entire gizzard in your mustache flavor <laughs> savor man those eggs though I'm telling you always remember if you want to know is Horace still war master you can ask the four armed emperor I'm pretty sure he knows and would be happy to share it with you until next time this is Chemrat Radio signing off
2: later